Welcome back to episode 12 of the Broaden Your Perspective podcast. Today, I am joined by Raiden Huang, another graduating high school senior. Listen in on this episode to hear about how Raiden embraced his identity shift, moving from a basketball player to somebody else. He's now a content creator at Huang Media and is also interning at Self Hired Brand, who created the Think Space podcast. We also talk about what Raiden's mentality is like, and we also take a little journey through his life to learn how he was shaped through the culmination of his experiences. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broaden Your Perspective podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by Raiden Huang. Uh, he just graduated high school, so I'm excited to have him sit in on the episode today. We can pick his brain about, you know, maybe his upcoming future decisions for university and just what he's doing with his kind of last summer before heading into university. So thank you very much for joining me on the show today, Raiden. Thanks for having me, Johnny. Um, so I just wanted to kick things off with uh, basketball and your basketball journey. Yeah. So uh, I know growing up, you were you were big into basketball. You played a lot of basketball. We played for the similar. We played for the same club. I think a few times we hooped together a ton. Um, but after I guess you didn't end up finishing high school by playing basketball, you kind of lost interest or you 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 moved away from basketball. Uh, let me know if I'm putting words into your mouth. But uh, you started I guess losing interest in basketball and then you kind of stepped away from it. Um, so walk me through kind of your, your journey with basketball and the entire process of, of, uh, high school basketball. Well, I've been playing basketball, like you said, practic- practically my whole life. So as I got older, I started to lose interest in it because I was always doing it. Like I always liked doing it, but eventually like I just lost my passion for it and all I was doing was basketball. So I wasn't learning or like growing in different areas of my life that I felt was necessary because I was going to the next chapter in my life and it wasn't like I was going to play like youth sport or like college basketball so I had to put my time towards other things and like develop as a person but a large part of it had to also do with like the people around me like off the court I think like me and my teammates got along really well but there were also egos like even my own ego and it was, just, it was almost like a toxic environment where everyone was kind of putting each other down. And like, if you ask anyone as bad as it sounds, I think we had difficulty like playing as a team. Like we were pretty good as individuals, but as a team, we would always put each other down. Like when we made a stake, when we made mistakes, like the next guy would, would be like, hey, like, yeah, they'd just be like putting you down. And it just wasn't a good environment. So like, yeah, like we weren't able to play like a team because like championship teams, they can work together. They lift each other up. So yeah, it's just the people around me, like your circle of influence is more important than you can imagine. So yeah, surround yourself with people that can bring you up. Yeah, I definitely agree that people um, and individuals play a huge role in terms of like anything, anything you do. I know after I got back from my trip in China in the two weeks, um, yeah, all the, all the site visits and all the, you know, seeing different businesses, different services, great, but um, if it wasn't for that group of people, the experience would be totally different. Or if I was there by myself, it'd be totally different. So people definitely make a, a huge impact on your life. Um, so you mentioned you mentioned circle of influence. So expand on that a little bit and, and talk to me a little bit more exactly what you mean by circle of influence and how that applies in your life right now. 
Well, basically, you know the saying, you are who you surround yourself with. So it's literally what it sounds like. So you are who you surround yourself with. So um, so you just want to surround yourself with like people that are always looking to learn. Like they have like a constant growth mindset. Um, they always just want to like develop as a person. So you want to be around those people that are doing like you don't want to be with like the people that go out every Friday for beers and like go to the bar and like just talk about how life sucks. Like going for a beer with the boys. Like there's no like purpose behind that. You know, you're not learning. You're just going to go for drinks and just complaining or like catching up. Like that's fine once in a while, but you want to be around people that like push you every single day. So how I think of it is there's like friends that you want to see like once in a while, only when you want to have a good time though. There's like those type of friends you keep in touch with. So you don't really see them that often. And then there's some that like you see regularly, but then there's also that group where you want to be around all the time because they're always pushing you and like holding you accountable. And that's what I've been trying to do. So yeah. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know that um, like, you know, even, even when I was in high school, I went to a much, much smaller high school. My grad class was less than 40 people. Um, I, I grew up with a ton of the people in my in my grade, so we were really really close. But there was still a lot of I guess social I don't know pressures and and uh, the the social impact on you know who's friends with who, this relationship, blah blah, blah stuff like that, yeah. right? So yeah. um and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, touch, sorry sorry about that, but like touching upon that 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 this is the same thing like on the basketball team. I kind of felt like I almost felt like an outcast, like because my friends like as much as like we were good friends off the court. Like we never hung out or anything. Like all my teammates were doing one thing and then I wouldn't, but like, that's just because I was into different things and maybe I never told them that, but like, you know, like I didn't want to go party. Like I want to be in the gym doing something else or I want to be going to go lift or something, but I didn't want to spend my Friday nights like hooking up or partying. And like, that's kind of, that brought down the chemistry, but like, also I just want to stay true to myself. So like, back to the circle of influence right um it's definitely important who you surround yourself with but right so kind of walk, yeah. walk me through that that process of in high school and, and in aau basketball you know you got your teammates you got your friends in school there's a lot of social pressure revolving around you know well, you know what's cool to do what's not cool to do so walk me through that experience of staying true to yourself honestly and and kind of you know picking and shoot not maybe not picking and choosing your friends, but being, being more selective of picking friends that might have the same values as you, especially, you know, as you've grown up with maybe the same group of friends. And now you're starting to realize, well, maybe this isn't the group of people that I really like hanging out with. So walk me through that process of what it was like, first of all, realizing that, wow, I think my values have changed. I like doing different things now. And how do you go from that to stepping away, making the decision to move away from, you know, maybe the friends that don't have similar values to you and, and you know, having that courage to find new friends, I guess. Um. Well, like my mother, she always like kept me out of trouble and sports kept me out of trouble, but she instilled that in me like since a young age. So like even when I was around like guys that were like that in sports and in the clubs I was enrolled in, uh, never really let it get to me. Like I definitely talked to them because you never just not want to talk to your teammates, but like it obviously hurts the chemistry if you guys can't do the same things together but I didn't want to be someone I wasn't and for the longest time I was I never did any of the bad stuff but like I kind of picked up some of their like manners that I didn't want to and then um I guess as I got older I started to realize that I did not want to be someone I was not and I just want to stay true to my morals and what like my family instilled in me so I like slowly stepped away and 
it's been ever since, but hmm. yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and earlier before you mentioned growth mindset. Um, so I think that that's a word that I hear constantly, you know, through social media and, and stuff like that. Do you want to break down what exactly is growth mindset? What's your take on it? How does, how does one have a growth mindset? Um, well, for me, it's just always being hungry to learn and just being hungry to evolve and just develop as a person in like every area. I don't really know how um, I got it. Maybe uh-huh. like I just naturally have it. I don't really know. Um, I guess when I'm passionate about something, um, like I want to learn more about it and like, I don't know necessarily what I'm passionate about right now, yeah. but I'm still learning. And um, yeah, I, I just know that like, if I want to improve as an individual, I always have to learn. So that's why I'm trying to learn because like, I, like, like the both of us, we're trying to yep. accomplish things in life, like, find, like with the purpose and trying to impact the people around us and make a difference. So like, I know to do that, like, you always have to learn the most successful people, they're always learning. And I read a lot of books just like about successful people and like everything that they have in common is they're always looking to learn like something new. So that's something I try to instill in myself. And like every day I try to learn, I try to read, Hmm. but there's days I don't like, I'm not going to lie. And like, I just feel like I wasted those days when I don't learn something. Cause like the other day I sat down with, um, I don't define him as a physio, but um, he's basically the chief operating officer of this physiotherapy chain called uh, Mild Detox. And he mentioned something about how like the older you get, the more valuable you notice each minute is. So every day, like as every day passes by, I know I'm only 17, but it just feels like I wasted it, right? Like every minute that passes is more valuable. And I just try to learn like every single minute of it. So Right. So with a uh... With, now that's that's really good mindset to have, man, because the world is so big. Um, you mentioned that you haven't yet found what your passion is. You don't know exactly what you're passionate about. And I preach this all the time is that if you don't know what you're passionate about, go out and explore your interests, right? Learn about different things, try different things. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. If you like it, well, maybe it can turn into a passion, right? Um, so, so with a growth mindset, how do you embrace failure then or when things go wrong or there's an issue or you fail at something what's your mindset like when you go through uh, a failure i definitely look at it like i know it sounds cliche but i definitely see where i was before that failure and then see where i was now and i like i just look at it and see like oh like how did i improve as an individual like i take what i did good out of the failure because it's more of a lesson learned than a failure you know i don't look at it as a failure i look at it as oh what i learned from this failure um, but it wasn't always like that. Like before I used to beat myself up when I failed, but now I just look at it as, okay, well I learned something and in life you have to go through these failures to learn like the the lesson, right? Cause if you never fail then you're never going to learn anything and you're not going to develop, evolve. Like you need to fail in life as much as, much as I hate <laughs> that, but yeah, you have yeah. to fail and you got to embrace it, you know? Yeah. I really, I really love that you have such a, a mature mindset over it. I think I think dealing with failure, you need a, a you need a good balance in terms of um, letting that pain soak in, and then using that pain as motivation to continuously learn and become better the next time. Right, reiterate yourself, a better version all the time. And um, speaking on speaking on that failure thing, like, um, like I put in a lot of work for basketball. I don't think ever played up to my full potential. Do I look at it as a failure? Um, somewhat, but I also don't because like I've been working hard for X amount of time. And like, although I never played to as good as I should have, I think um, I still like 
took something out of it. I was like, okay, well, this kept me out of trouble. And like, I learned that like, I need to apply all these um, habits and like this work ethic into real life. And like, that can take me somewhere. So like, I learned a lesson from, in a way, failing to play up to my potential. Yeah, I, I definitely so, agree. Like basketball, I mean, I, I've interviewed a lot of, I guess, student athletes or people that have played a lot of high school basketball, but then when they when they graduated, they kind of moved away from it. There's always transferable skills that, you know, goes from the basketball court to different things in real life, like hard work, staying committed, uh, teamwork, communication, stuff like that, right? Those things are all transferable to pretty much anything else you want to do. So I feel like regardless of what you did, just the fact that you're able to go through, um, you know, something like a team environment playing basketball, because, you know, when you get older and you get into, you know, employers, employment settings, the corporate world and stuff like that, you better bet that there's going to be, you know, social differences. There's going to be different cliques. People are going to have different interests. Like it's good that you kind of have have this experience already to see how you're going to deal with it in the future. Um, So I think, I think sports is a huge benefit to youth um, so I think your basketball journey was definitely not a wasted one. You definitely learned a lot from that. Um, now I also want to talk about, so you said you sat down with the COO of yep. Mayo Detox, was it? Yes. Yep. So they are a physio, they're a physiotherapy chain or what, what exactly is Mayo yeah. Detox? Um, it's basically a company and I think they have about 10 locations right now. And honestly, I think they're going to change the way physiotherapy is um so i sat down with this guy called nick lowe so honestly me and him are not that close but i really admire him as an individual um i really look up to him as a role model just the way he looks at life and how he genuinely cares about like the people around him um i really admire that about him and i try to take traits that he has and instill it within myself so um something that resonated um to me that he said was most physiotherapists, they sell a commodity. So they're kind of like, Oh, we're, they're almost there to just take your money, you know, where they're like, Oh, so this is a 30 minute session after you pay us $60. And then a lot of chains, they just try to rack up a bunch of customers and take their money, but they don't really take the time to know them. Like um, what he was saying was they're not fixing your knee. Like if your knee hurts, they're not really fixing your knee. They are fixing your knee, but they're not. Like, why do you want your knee fixed? Like, that's what he was saying. Like, there's a reason why. So if your knee hurts in basketball, like, yeah, your knee hurts, but why do you want it fixed? To play basketball again, right? Right. So most physiotherapists, they, because I want to be a physio, so I'm going to use this as an analogy, but most physiotherapists want to fix a knee because your knee hurts. That's why. But there's always a deeper meaning, right? So they want, maybe you want your knee fixed to play basketball again. Or for an adult, you want your knee fixed so you can run with your kids again. So they're not fixing your knee. They are, but they're giving you the opportunity. They're selling you the opportunity to play basketball again or the opportunity to run with your kids again. So they like, cause before, like I mentioned to you before, I wasn't sure what I want to do. I want, I know what I want to do for a career. And I was looking to physiotherapy, but I simply thought it was just like fixing a muscle or like giving a massage a needle, but it's a lot more than that. It's like almost transforming lives and giving people like a new, a fresh start or like a new opportunity. So yeah, they really changed. He really changed the way I look at physiotherapy and like, I could really see myself pursuing that. So Hmm. a few, a few questions I have that kind of stems off that. Uh, The first one I guess is 
you know, sounds like Myo Detox, they, they've got multi-chains everywhere, different locations. How do you, how did you manage to even sit down with, with uh, Nick, Nick Lowe, you said, um, the CEO, how did yeah. you even get that opportunity to kind of sit down with him and chat with him? Well, because I've been interning at this internship called Self-Hired now. So he was actually a guest that came in and I've sat down at a couple of podcasts, but when he sat down, what he said just really resonated with me. Like he spoke with a passion. Like I knew he was being genuine. And I think when you're genuine in life, people, um, people are attracted to that. And what he said just really stood out to me. And like, I reached out to him after I was like, Hey, um, I really like what you said. And I'd love, I'd love to take you to a coffee or something so that I was lucky enough, um, to get a sit down with him. Cause like, if you're running 10 clinics, you obviously don't have a lot of time. So yeah, I just really, um, appreciate what he did for me. And yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I stumbled upon them. I mean that, I mean, when I was in grade 12 or when I was, you know, graduating high school, I was definitely not asking people to go to coffees. That's something I recently just picked up in the past few months. It's just, you know, if there's somebody that you admire, there's somebody that's in the position that you wish you want to be in the future, because uh, one of my favorite rules or favorite philosophies I love to live by is be very careful who you listen to, right? Um, get advice, listen to people that maybe have something that you want or have, have achieved what you want to achieve. Because why else would you be listening yeah. to them, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think, you know, that shows great uh, courageousness um, to be able to go out and be like, hey, you know, I don't really know you, but can we sit down for a coffee and I get to pick your brain? So I think that's, that's a really, really good habit that I think you have to continuously instill into, into yourself so you can, you know, let that carry over in university because I guarantee you that in university, uh, regardless of which, have you decided on university that you want to go to yet? Yeah. I'll just be attending the local university. So I'll be attending UBC okay. in September. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I, I guarantee you at UBC, you're going to meet so many more people um, that, have, that are doing so many amazing things across so many different industries and, and diverse, I guess, paths. And, you know, if you're able to ask them, hey, can I get a chance to pick your brain? Can you share some advice? I think you're going to learn a lot and that's going to help feed your growth mindset continuously. Um, so you mentioned that you mentioned that Nick had a lot of these traits that you thought were ab admirable, that you wanted to have those as well. Uh, what were some of those traits, do you think? Um, definitely his type of leadership. Like he has a team and he genuinely cares about every individual on his team. He wants them to achieve their goals. Like a lot of people, they don't want to see the guy next to them win. Like, but he wants everyone to win. He wants to help people achieve their own goals. And that's something that I want to do. Like he inspired me to one day lead my own team and help the people around me, support the people around me and help them achieve their goals. Like if their goal is to open a clinic, like he's going to teach them everything they need to learn to open a clinic. And I want to be this, I want to do the same thing. Like I look up to him as a role model. I don't even know if he's going to hear this, but like, I, I have a lot of respect for that guy. So mm. do you guys still maintain a continuous relationship or is that coffee kind of a, a one-time thing? Um, I think it was a one-time thing. I'm going to try to, keep bugging him um yeah, keep yeah building that relationship man yeah for keep sure he's it. just someone i really look up to and like yeah i just want to take as much as i can like of his mindset and like instill it within myself because i definitely see him as um like someone special you know right right so why, how did you get into physio? Like, where did your interest of physio come into? Because I remember in high school, like, we didn't really learn much about physio at all. It was just, you know, biology, chemistry, stuff like that. How did you get into 
physio or where did this interest come from well i thought i like like i said i think it's physio like after yeah. sitting down with dick it really inspired me to do physiotherapy right um i'm young so i'm always changing but i i've been playing sports my whole life so i thought why not just do something that um is related to what i've been doing my whole life and also love talking to people and being in a clinic i can interact with people i can build that relationship like it gives me the opportunity to do so and that's kind of what drew me into it like i know there's other jobs that you can and we're all different like for me i couldn't do an office job even if i could make relationships there i don't think i could sit at a desk all day so that drew me away from like other careers i could have possibly pursued but mm -hmm. like being active on my feet and engaging with people like through rehab and like that kind of stuff like drew me to physiotherapy so hmm. yeah cool cool one thing that i found really interesting is that you said i'm young and i'm always changing uh and i think i think you know that shows that you have a great sense of self-awareness um how do you feel like because you know i've i remember when i was in high school there's no way i was thinking about stuff like that i was just you know playing basketball playing video games watching netflix stuff like that um, didn't really have a sense of who I was, my values were, where my weaknesses were, where my strengths lied. Um, but just speaking with you, two years ago, I definitely wasn't in that position. But how did you develop such a, a sense of self-awareness and understanding of who you are, at least in the time being, um, and understanding kind of your values? Well, I think it goes back to, wait, so the question, what was the question? Sorry about that. It was just, how did you develop a sense of self-awareness? What was there anything specific that you did, or do you, like you just woke up one day and said, "Oh, you know, I know who Raiden Huang is, and I'm I know where my values are, I know where my weaknesses are." But you know, what was kind of that process of going through self awareness, figuring out who you are? Um, you touched upon that earlier, and um, just about putting yourself out there. So yeah, I put myself out there. I like tried a lot of clubs. Like what I actually thought I wanted to do before um physiotherapy, I thought I wanted to go into embassy work. I was going to listen to what my parents wanted. Like I never thought about doing what I really wanted. And then as soon as I enrolled myself in clubs and sports and other extracurriculars in my community, and even beyond that, I was like, oh, okay, this is what I like. This is not, I, this is what I don't like. And like, I'm going to do what I actually like. Cause why would I wake up to do something, something I hate every morning. Right. So, um, try new things made me realize like, oh, okay. So this is who I am. Like, but like you said, like, I'm young, like we're young. We're learning more about ourselves every day. So that's why I think that like our thoughts change because we're always evolving. So what we think today is not what we're going to think like a week from now, like a month from now. So although I sound set on physiotherapy as much as I like it, who knows, like that could change. Like I feel like I really like it right now, but maybe a month from now, like three months from now, it'll be different. So I'm, I've been like, I've been binge watching like what an actual session looks like in physiotherapy and like it sounds all right but like i think i can do it the way i want it because those videos that i've seen so far um they they i'm not gonna lie they don't sound too fun but i think like i can make it the way i want to if i tried so like yeah like you said um just putting myself out there and trying new things made me realize like who i am that's the only way because you're never going to know who you are if you don't try new things right so like what gary v says is oh it's a lot like tasting foods like maybe you think yep. that chicken's like the best meat because you've always had chicken but maybe you never had a hot dog before so 
you know, once you try chicken, maybe um, maybe once you try a hot dog, you're gonna be like, oh, like maybe chicken isn't the best meat because hot dogs are amazing, right? You gotta try new things. So yeah, I definitely you know. agree. I love that analogy and use that myself sometimes too. So you mentioned that your your parents wanted you to go into embassy work, but now mm-hmm. you have a you now you have an interest in physio. So is there any uh, I guess I guess conflict within the family, or how do your parents kind of take that? Um, they took it hard, like, you know, my family, immigrant parents, they're traditional, but, um, I think once I told them, obviously they were hurt, but I gave them some time to really let that sink in. And then they just wanted like, what was best for me? I think every parent just wants what's best for the child and whatever makes them happy. So they took it in, but I know most people out there, if they're un- unlucky, their, their parents are like dead set on them being, doing one thing, but something that I'm going to steal this from Gary Vee again, but he was saying how it's better to hurt your parents' feelings in the short term than doing what they actually wanted you to do. And then you being unhappy like 40 years from now and resenting them. So although it might hurt your relationship in the short term, like maybe in five to six years, maybe you guys will have like little arguments because you didn't do what they wanted at least 40, 50 years down the line you guys will still have that relationship because you don't resent them because you're actually happy doing what you really wanted to wanted to do as opposed to living life in on their terms, you know? Right. So, I mean, that must've been a tough, tough confrontation to have, right? With your parents. At what point did it kind of click in your head and say, all right, I need to sit down with them and have this conversation about it and, and walk me through or share with us kind of that, that process. What was that experience like? Um, I've honestly, I've had that on my mind for a long time. Um, it was definitely hard to tell them. I thought about it a lot. I thought about just not telling them, but like, they're my parents, right? So they deserve to know like what I'm going to do. And I try to tell them everything, but, um, so yeah, I just sat them down. I was like, Hey, I, I need to tell you this. Like, uh, I sat them down. I was like, Hey, I'm not going to do what like I straight up said, I'm not going to pursue what you had in mind for me. And they're like, you're not what? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to live life on my own terms. Like I want to be happy, you know? And then I went on to just explain to them how like, I know I'm going to like resent you guys if I do what you want me to do, which is like a desk job, like in HR. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to sit on my butt all day and like be on a computer. Like I want to do something with like a purpose, you know? So like, we can touch upon like purpose and passion later, but I just wanted a reason to wake up every morning be like, like, this isn't a chore. Like I love going to work. Like that's what I want. And like, I knew if I listened to them, then it wouldn't be like that. So hmm. yeah. major, major respect for having that uh, courage again, courage just keep coming up um, to sit down and have a conversation. Cause I can only imagine how tough of, the, of a conversation that must've been. Um, so kind of kind of moving moving on from here, you have a company that you're working on called Huang Media. Um, do you yep. want to share a little bit about what Huang Media is and what exactly um, you guys do? And then where do you see Huang Media in the next five, 10 years? What do you hope to build out of Huang Media? Well, right now I'm just kind of doing it for fun. It's like a little hobby. So um, what it's supposed to be is a, just a digital media agency. And I've just been posting content, but what I eventually want to learn is like what I'm learning right now. My other internship at self-hired um, is like video editing and like 
like Photoshop, I guess. I know how to use like basic Photoshop, but I want to be able to take it to a professional level and like maybe one day like market my own practices or market my friends, market other people's um, skills. Like that's out of what I want to take it to. Um, but like right now I'm just looking as it, like I'm looking at it as a kind of like a side project, something I want to do for fun. Like that's actually how a lot of things start. Like that's how self-hired started. It was more of a fun little thing they did. And then eventually it gained momentum. And now it's really, um, it's really look, it's really going well for them. And like, you know, they, now they can work on that full time, but right now I'm just kind of looking at it as a kind of like a passion project. Hmm. So what, five, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Five, 10 years from now. That's hard to say. Maybe yeah. I'll still be in school, in physiotherapy school. I don't know how involved I'm going to be in it, but I definitely want to enhance my like video skills and then like eventually be able to um, offer that as a service to other clients. Yeah. Hmm, cool. So what what kind of inspired you to do something or start something like this? Like yeah, going back to the circle of influence, right? Um, my friend German, he actually he it took him like two months to get through my head that like I should be doing this because social media you can use that as a platform everyone's on it and he was just like do it like I don't care what you do just post something make something so he pushed me to make this account and then I just started posting content and actually on the first day I actually had like strangers that I didn't even know just reaching out to me like hey like how much do you charge and I was like I don't charge anything I'm just doing this for fun and I also had like people that were coming up to me like oh, we really like what you're writing about, just like students my age. And it was like, it was pretty touching, man. And um, yeah, man, just the people around you, like if you surround yourself with people that always looking to learn and like trying to do something, like stuff like this can happen. Like I never thought I was going to be in a position where I'd be posting content or like writing about how I feel on Instagram. Like I didn't think I'd ever be doing that, but the people around me just inspire me to do more. And right. Yeah. So uh, you and I have had a few conversations about the importance of putting out content in the age of digital media, technology, social media, expand on that a little bit, expand on, you know, why is it important? And how important do you think it is for people to start putting out content now? And why? I think it's important to be able to market yourself. Um, your image is everything. I'm not sure if I'm really answering your question properly but um yeah almost just making a name for yourself i think um getting your name out there um and even when you put out content um you can connect with other people because um if someone else was like i I think it makes you more credible right so if you want to have a meeting with someone you look up to um it wouldn't help if you're just posting pictures of you like partying every weekend but if you have actually posts and like images about your perspective on certain things you can go set a meeting and like elaborate on ideas and maybe like combine ideas and like just see how you can help each other develop and something about content too and something that I wasn't doing right was I was trying to write like the perfect post and like for a while I was doing that and then I think I stopped posting for like about a month and I think I haven't even and um the reason why I stopped was because I was trying to write the perfect post like I was trying to make everything perfect and I was doing everything just for the likes as much as people got something out of it like it wasn't 100% genuine it wasn't 100% authentic so I stopped because I was just trying to write like the picture perfect post and there's no such thing man um so like once you just speak from your heart like 
even you said that speak from your heart and being authentic people take that in and like they know like people can see through like the bs you know so once i just started um being genuine about what i said and practicing what i said myself then like um things start to change yeah i I agree because i i definitely went through a similar experience when i was you know, when I started out posting podcasts on Instagram and I would always write a description about it, it would take me so long to come up with a description, right? Because I'd be like, ah, it's not perfect. Oh, I need to change this. Oh my God, I'm missing a comma. Oh my God, I shouldn't put a period here. You know, little things that honestly didn't really matter at all. What was more important with that was that I was consistently putting out content. And I definitely agree with you in terms of building your personal brand. You have this huge platform of social media. So why not use it right put out content you know mm-hmm. it'll be funny because 10 15 20 years from now you might look back and be like oh my god look at all these you know stories and things mm-hmm. i went through like you know when i was in hong kong for two weeks i posted a vlog every day that I was there right and that's something yeah. that i'm going to be able to cherish for the rest of my life right when i'm 30 40 yeah. 50 whatever i can look back and be yeah. like hi oh, i remember when i was 19 missed two weeks of school to fly across the world to hong kong for two weeks good good mm-hmm. times good times yeah. Um, and you never know like the opportunities that can come out of it right like for me i got an internship through this like so you never know man. yeah like, you never that's actually taking yeah. action that's so true because yeah. like look at my look at the last episode i released it was with jordan harry we connected through okay. social media he's from he's from the uk i first heard of him when we watched i watched the tedx video about you know how to train your memory and and improve your reading speed uh, he did a ted talk it's called how to how to yeah. read a book a day it got a million views and I was just watching yeah. it like a few months ago. And then Jordan and I ended up connecting over Instagram. And then I had him on the podcast. Like, yeah. How'd you connect with them actually? It was just, I started posting more. I started posting more and more on my podcast page. And then he ended up following me. And yeah. uh, I just reached out to him and say, hey, you know, this is crazy because I still remember rewatching your video over and over again, like a few months ago. And now it's kind of like, whoa, like you followed me on Instagram. And we started having a conversation. Um, we still talk every now and then, but had a great chance to sit down with him, pick his brain. Very humble guy. He's very, very well spoken for sure. So, uh, and you know, he's doing a very interesting thing because a lot of schools they teach you what to learn, like science, math, stuff like that, but they rarely ever teach you how to learn. Like, I don't think I've in high school. I never sat in a class with, like how to learn better, right, or how to oh, yeah, how to improve your reading speed, how to improve your how to improve your memory. Because yeah, you know, we're in the age of information overload right through the through the fingertips we can just type on a keyboard and literally search up anything we want on google there's so much stuff so available Mm -hmm. to us so if you're able to learn faster read faster memorize things better because learn like memory whether we want whether we want to say it or not is a huge part of learning right being able to remember things having memory um i mean especially in my case right with biology a lot of the stuff is just (laughs) memorization and yes. it's interesting to learn a lot more about, well, what can I do to actually improve my memorization? Um, so quick plug here. If you guys want to learn how to improve your memory and reading speed, make sure you check out my previous episode with Jordan Harry. This was a cool, cool episode. Definitely learned a lot about that. All right. So moving forward. So you said, yeah, yeah. So you're entering at self-hired brand right now. So yep. talk to me a little bit about what exactly is self-hired. You mentioned you got the internship through social media and connections, but what's like, what's a day in your life right now i mean is this like a nine to five job where you're working full-time or um no for um what they do they're just a digital media media agency and like i'm a high school student but right now it's the summer so 
um, I've been working for them more. Um, they're they're pretty understanding about my hours, so they don't give me too much to do. But I started in January, so what they do is they host a podcast called Think Space Podcast. So if you want to check it out, you can check it out. And um, so that's every Monday. So we just have professionals in like different aspects of different professions and like they just come in and they give their insight and their philosophy on life or just whatever um it's really insightful podcast so we have that um they make i guess in a way it's almost marketing like a digital media agency it's hard to really describe what it is but um they do commercial shoots photo shoots video shoots that kind of stuff and what i do for them um I take notes for the podcast so they can do um, video cuts or like they can like edit out certain parts of the thing. Um, Project management. um, What else do I do? Yeah, I just do a lot of technical stuff. And that's why that's what what I'm doing right now in the summer is I'm trying to learn video skills, like video editing skills so I can add more value to them. So that's really about all I can say. If you ask someone else, maybe they can give you a better description, but yeah that's how i define it. it's kind of hard to define yeah sounds like what a digital media media agency is <laughs> yeah sounds cool though because it sounds like you get to meet a lot of i mean with the podcast i'm sure they have a ton of interesting individuals come on the show and you get to interact with them all the time so i feel like you put yourself in a great position to build relationships learn new things find out different interests so i think i think that's good man good stuff so uh talk to me a little bit about purpose and passion. Those are kind of, you know, two buzzwords that we hear all the time. Like find your purpose, pursue your passion. There's so many different things of what people like to say. What's your take on purpose and passion? What does that really mean to you? Well, you have to do everything with a purpose and a passion, you know, or else you're not going to last really long. Like I'm a high school student, so I'm going to say it from a high school student's perspective. So like if you're a high school student, you just graduated high school and you're going to university um, and then you're going to go and look for a job, I suggest find something that you're passionate about, like something that you can wake up every morning to do, like just something that inspires you, like that instills like a flame in you, that like an everlasting fame, a flame. Um, something that Nick Lowe said was definitely, it's so important to have a purpose because if you look at yourself in the mirror and you can't ask yourself, why you're doing this then you shouldn't be doing it um like it's like driving like on a map like no one just tries to drive you know like you have to have a destination so what's your destination if you do stuff without a purpose then you're just driving like mindlessly like where are you going but if you have a purpose like say i think when I, for going back to your very first podcast you said you want to open a business so then you can open up um like recreation centers in taiwan right did you say that yeah yeah like that's your purpose is that like would you say that's your purpose like why you want a business and stuff yeah yeah like would that be your end goal is that still your end goal yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say end goal because once it actually gets achieved yeah i'd be like oh what am i going to do with my life but it's always i i feel like right now my life is really segmented like the school terms really help you segment your life it's like every four months here's my goal for the next four months i want to achieve like yeah you know my goal right now is to finish off school strong Next term is to do have a great co-op term, and then I'm going on exchange. Da 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 da. Everything's yeah. building up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So go yeah. on. But we, yeah, but we all set this destination. So for me, uh, I want to say 
this isn't my end goal, but I want to open a clinic. So that's my destination, but that's my purpose. I want to be able to help people help like change people's lives and give them an opportunity to do something they actually want. So that's why I want to go into physiotherapy. So like you have to have this destination. So if you don't have a purpose, like that's my purpose. If you don't have a purpose here, you don't know where you're driving you. Right. You know, but like if you have a purpose now, you have like a map to follow. So yeah, you, yeah, I really you have to have a purpose or else you're just going to stay stagnant and you're never going to grow. And like, definitely I recommend, like most people are always like, Oh, I want to make a lot of money, but like, when is it enough money? You know, you're just making more money and more money, but like, what does it mean? You know? And like, if your purpose is money, you're not going to last very long. I love that, man. I love that a lot because I feel like purpose also gives you meaning in life if you know where you're going you know your sure. destination now you have a meaning for your life but i really like that analogy with the driving aimlessly and not having a destination i think i'm gonna have to steal that from you and start using that <laughs> yeah i stole that from Nick, so credit Nicole. <laughs> um okay so uh, i believe that success is the cultivation or the culmination of continuously making the right decisions every day in your life it's not something that's obtained once like a trophy and then your work is done, right? You have to work on it every single day. And I believe that decisions we make on a daily basis um, are a reflection of one's core values or principles in life, whether we may acknowledge it consciously or subconsciously. So maybe just off the top of your head, what would you say are some of your core values that you have in life? Um, core values? Wow. Um Definitely supporting people that supported me is a big mm-hmm. one. Um, staying true to myself and just staying true to what my parents instilled in me. So when I see my parents, I'm referring to my mom. So and being grateful, like being grateful for everything I have. Like that's one of my core values. Like my parents worked hard. My mom worked like multiple jobs as a kid to keep a roof over over my head. So I work hard to um, give back to her. Like I, I want to be able to give her everything she wants. And I want to be able to give everything to people that supported me. Like I want to give back to what I want to give back to them, give them what they want, you know? So um, staying true to myself, supporting the people that supported me and just being grateful for what I have. Like, yeah, those are definitely like values I hold myself to. Like when I have a bad day, um, I'm grateful because even though it's a really crappy day, like there's someone out there that has it worse and like my worst day would be their best day. So I take that into perspective, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. Perspective, perspective is is a huge thing that whether we want to, we, we acknowledge how important it is, it's just so hard to really kind of get that solidified in your head because, you know, even myself, right? I talk about having a perspective, putting a perspective on life. You know, Gary Vee talks about it too in terms of, you know, the odds of you becoming born as a human being. And I just remember yeah. yesterday I went to go get a haircut and like the barber just messed up my haircut like so bad. And, and I waited like so long to get a haircut too. And I, I spent a whole day just at yeah. the barbershop getting a haircut. And then the haircut didn't yeah. turn out the way I like it. And I just, my mood was yeah. just so bad for the rest of the day. And then like, even today is a little yeah. bit, a little bit upset about it too. But it's kind of like, yeah. okay, if the biggest, if the biggest worry on my head right now is, oh my God, yeah. my haircut is messed up. I feel like I'm in a pretty yeah. good position in life, right? There's people that yeah. don't know where their next meal is coming from. Yeah. Um, they don't know when their next when their next paycheck's coming from, right? And the fact that I got to sleep yeah. in a nice bed, I got a bad haircut, whatever. It, the hair will go back, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That's a good yeah. That's that's a good way to think. You know, yeah. I really admire that. 
Um, so, you know, you have, you have kind of this purpose and this passion and a, and a drive kind of set out for, you know, what you want to do with physio. What would you say are some of the successful habits that you currently have, or maybe some that you wish develop that you think are going to be beneficial to your success in the future or right now, even? Um, what I have right now, I think something that is going to help me is just being hungry to learn. I think I'll always be wanting to learn more. Um, like there's days where I don't learn anything and I feel like I wasted a whole day, a whole day. So I think that's good. And also this inner voice, like, I think like David Goggins touches upon that. And I know you listen to him too. listen to that inner voice. Like a lot of people ignore that, but I listen to it and I feel like that's going to help guide me. Um, something I wish I had was maybe, or like something I'm trying to develop is a relentless work ethic. As much as I say, if I think I work hard, I'm not going to say I work like crazy hard. Like I know there's people out there that will work harder than me, but um, definitely being more efficient with my time and just like being productive 24 seven. Like that's what I want. Like there's times where I can unwind, but um, just really being efficient with my time and really working, working hard, not just, not just like working hard once in a while, but always like working hard. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but um, yeah, I get what you yeah, mean. I, 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 really, like I, I think I need a better work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like I think, yeah, I need to take my work ethic to the next level. I think that's what I need. Cause I don't think I'm ready for to like work like 16, 17 hour days to wake up at 6am and come home at nine. Like, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. And like, I need to establish that within myself and like instill it within myself to um be successful because like for sure right now i'm 17 i know i'm not ready for that so i have to build 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 myself up you know yeah you know speaking on work ethic and having a relentless you know work ethic thing and always working hard do you ever struggle to you know have a balance in your life where it's kind of like I want to enjoy my life right now as a 17 year old, 18 as a teenager before I'm, you know, 30, 40, 50, right. I want to be able to enjoy life in the present now versus, you know, putting your head down, grinding through these years, and then maybe reaping something greater in the future. Is there ever a struggle and balance for you in that sense? Or is it kind of just like, I want to, I want to be a relentless hard worker. All the time, man. Like I'd be lying if I said that, like it didn't bother me when like all my friends were out hanging out, going for bubble tea or just like going to party, you know, like I'm human and like, I want to do those things too, but I know like what good comes out of that. Like, yeah, it's nice to catch up and stuff, but am I really like developing? And like, I know for like the people that are listening that are probably around my age, they must feel the same way. Or like, maybe you even feel that way. We're all young and you know, when our friends are going out, like, it's hard to say no, but um, if you really want something, I think you got to make time to like learn and develop yourself because going out all the time for food or like hanging out, it's not going to get you anywhere, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's a, it's a tough balance to have. And I feel like that's a balance everybody's dealing with in the world. Yeah. You know, there's uh, th- there's trade-offs, right? In whatever decision you make in life. But I can write, I can recommend to you and, and to anyone else listening as well. That's, you know, m- you know, still trying to figure out their life or they're not really sure what they want to do, or, uh, you know, they're just unsure about the, their future path. That's definitely what I'm on right now is just figuring out my life, what I want to do, who I want to become. Um, and one of the books that I really, really liked is called the top five regrets of the dying. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, but 
It's a book by Bronnie Ware. She was a palliative nurse. Um, she took care of people that were terminally ill. So across her entire career, she was just dealing with people that were um, dying and she was just always around death. So she just ended up writing this book that, you know, summed up her entire career as a palliative nurse care, uh, you know, seeing people go. And she wrote the top five regrets of the dying. And the way that I found out about this book was through a guy named Kai Fu Lee, who was a crazy, crazy busy guy. Um, he was the head of Google China. He was vice president of Apple, Apple, vice president of Microsoft. You know, he was always a hard worker, right? He said he would automatically wake himself up every two, three hours just to check his email and respond to his email. It was crazy. Um, and then after he got through, he, he, had, he got diagnosed with, I think it was stage four lymphoma. Then he realized that, oh my God, that's his perspective change in life. But, you know, I, I encourage everybody to give that book a read and give you kind of a sense in terms of, you know, how you want to finish your life and what regrets you don't want to have. But I was really interested to learn that one of the, I think it was the number one regret was I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I hadn't worked so hard, um, which is crazy because kind of like, oh my God, what do you mean? I don't, I wish I didn't work so hard. Like, what the heck is like, why are you so lazy? Like, you know, we got to work hard to achieve our goals, all this, all that you know, that really changed my perspective because yes, you know, we want to, we want to grind. We want to have grit. We want to achieve our goals and stuff like that. But at the same time, right, you have to enjoy life, enjoy life in the present, cherish your relationships. Another one, another one of the regrets was I wish I had stayed in contact with my friends, right? Because true happiness and true fulfillment. Yes, it comes from purpose. Yes, it comes from passion, but Humans are social beings, right? It comes from spending time with your family, spending time with your friends, building those relationships, making new friends, stuff like that. Um, and there's no right or wrong decision, right? There's it's not saying like if you want to go and party, you're a bad person. You're not like nobody here is saying that. Um, so I think give that book a read. It's a, it's a really eye opening, perspective changing book. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Wow. Working too hard. I wish I didn't work too hard. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. But the book, it kind of yeah. explains more about it. So okay, interested, give it a read. Give it a yeah, read. Maybe, yeah, so I think a lot of people burn out too because there's no purpose behind it, right? That might be right. why, but yeah, know, sorry, I don't know too. them. So. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a big one too. Um, so, so going back before talking about habits, you said listen to your inner voice more. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? What do you mean by listening to that inner voice? I think okay so i'm gonna rip off david goggins so there's always like there's there's this inner voice in your head that like tells you most of the time i think they're telling you what you should do and they tell you what to what they're telling you to do is usually right like we all have that inner voice like as athletes we probably had like a 6 a.m workout and or we want to hit snooze but we were like oh like it's it's like not human nature to be like oh let's hit snooze let's sleep sleep some more you know we're tired but that inner voice is saying no like you have to get up. You have to get out of your bed. You got to make your bed and you got to get ready for the 6 a.m. workout. So you got to listen to that voice. And the more you ignore it, the more like the quieter it gets. And like for me, like that inner voice is always telling me to do what is right. And sometimes I do ignore it, but I try, I try to listen to it because it's going to take you to a place where you need to be. And um, yeah, like David Goggins said, the the more you ignore it, the quieter it gets. And you want to listen to that voice because it's good and it'll get you to where you need to get. So I, I recommend that. Just listen to that voice. Hmm. Cool. 
interesting stuff. I don't know if you want to touch upon that and give the listeners a better definition, but no, I think I think, I, kind of I think you it. covered it. I think you covered it pretty well. I think that's what he meant by. Well, I mean, everybody's inner voice is different, right? I mean, some people's yeah. inner voice might be, oh my God, hit the snooze button. I want to go back to sleep. Whereas their body's trying to drag them outside outside of bed, out of bed, but their inner voice is telling them hit snooze or what. I think it's just everybody maybe deep down has a sense and understanding of what they should do in terms of uh, delayed gratification, right? Like what I mean by delayed gratification is, all right, instant gratification would be alarm, going off, I hit snooze and get the instant gratification of sleeping five more minutes, right? Versus the mind and it says, okay, like five minutes more sleep is not going to help you at all. Let's just get out of bed and get a great jump and start on your morning to master your day, right? I think we all have that internal battle between instant versus delayed gratification. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely another huge, huge, huge topic that we can probably spend another whole episode talking about. Um, it's definitely something I love talking about as well. But one of my favorite questions that I love asking all the time is if you had $200 million burning in your pockets with only 12 months left to live, what would be the first three to five things you would want to do and why? Three to five things. Well, yeah. I think I definitely donate to charity, donate to my temple. So donating would be one. Just supporting the people that supported me and supporting the communities that supported me think I owe it to them that'd be one um I'd give um I'd give my family members whatever they wanted so for my mom maybe if a big house is what she wanted I'd give her a big house so I'd give back to the people that nurtured me so that'd be another um 12 months to live wow uh wow you put me on the spot like that <laughs> um what else would I do is is there anything specific you're thinking of in terms of a charity? Like, what is there a specific cause you would like to donate to? Is it strictly like you want to just donate money to a charity, or maybe you want to start a charity? I, I mean, I'm just I'm just asking here. I don't want to put yeah. words in your mouth, but yeah. is there a specific cause that you're particularly interested in? I want to start up uh, a single parent foundation because my mom's a single parent, so seeing how hard she works um, is definitely inspiring, and I want to be able to help families out there that are only single parented and. Um, I just want to be, yeah, I want, I'll definitely help people that have a similar story to my upbringing. So that'd be my third thing. But I think that's, that's about it. If I had that much time to live, maybe give the money to my kids, something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, are you okay with kind of sharing your experience or kind of upbringing within a single parent household? Like, how do you feel like that affected your life or did it really affect your life at all? Did it change your perspective? Because I mean, I was like growing up, my dad wasn't in the picture as well. He lived in Taiwan. It was just my mom and my aunt and I, so it wasn't, it wasn't single parent, but um, it was my mom and my aunt that most likely that, that took care of me the most. And I feel like a lot of times when, you know, you tell people that, Oh, your parents are divorced or, Oh, my dad like lives in, in another country, like halfway across the world. Yeah they're kind of like, oh, so you have like a, an abnormal family or like, oh, you had yeah. like a, a weird or a bad upbringing. But it's kind of like, for, at least for me, I felt like my upbringing was totally normal. Like I don't, I didn't find anything wrong with it. Yeah. But again, I don't have anything to compare to, 
right? Yeah. But I'm also super grateful and I wouldn't want it any other way than the way that I grew up because my mom and my aunt did an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, everything that I've been able to achieve is because of their help. But I'm curious yeah. to know what's what was kind of your experience or your upbringing like in that sense with a single parent? Yeah, I think as a kid, um, I didn't really understand what my mother was doing for me because um, as a kid, I did not know that she was working three jobs and make waking up every morning to make me breakfast and then going to work and then coming back and then dropping me off to school, coming back, making me lunch and then going out for a night shift. Like I did not know she was doing all that. Like even if I did, I didn't really understand like as much as even if I knew she was doing that, I wouldn't know like the meaning behind it. I was just like, Oh, she has to work. But I did not know like there's deeper meaning to everything. Right. Like I did not know that she was doing this for me that like, if she didn't, we would not have a roof over our head. Like, I did not know that. But, like, now it's, I understand that. And, like, I can be like, wow, like, she made a lot of sacrifices for me. And that's just inspiring because I know if I worked, like, half as hard as my mother did, then I'd be successful because she's an immigrant. So, like, I know that if I can, if I had, like, half her work ethic, I'd be successful because as an immigrant, you have to work so much harder. You come into a foreign country and you don't have, like, proficiency in that language. Your degree is practically useless in my mom's case like she was a statistician but when she came over here she didn't know english so that was basically not that wasn't helpful right so she just picked up like multiple jobs and um supported me so that's definitely inspiring motivates me to work hard every day um yeah and going back to telling people that um you don't have a normal family i think as a kid um, it's kind of weird and it's hard for me to say but as I get older I'm starting to take pride in it I'm like yeah man like, yeah me too man I my agree. family work they work like damn hard for this like imagine if we did like have a normal family maybe like would be so much better off but like I take pride in that like my mom worked hard man like I'm gonna like show that off like I take pride in that you know yeah it came a long way yeah I agree as well man I agree as well um all right so before I kind of head into into my last question, well, actually, one more question before that. Is there any advice or things that you want to share with maybe any 11th graders out there or any other of your um, graduating class members that maybe might not have that sense of self-awareness and not and are un, really unsure of what they want to do? Is there any advice that you want to share to any current high school students or people that are kind of in your same boat right now? Yeah, like definitely take advantage of your youth like we're so young so put yourself out there like you have so much time and also be patient but take advantage of your youth like every minute that passes is more valuable like today is more valuable than yesterday so like don't be in a rush to get things like people are always in a rush to get things overnight like so am i but you have to take into perspective that like we're young we have we're gonna be living tour we're going to be living for like another 60, 70 years. So we really have to be patient. If you want something great to come to you, you got to put in the work, but you also have to understand that it takes time and nothing happens overnight, but like start young, take advantage of your youth. Like why start when you're 40, when you can start now and like enjoy or like do something else when you're 40, you know what I mean? I don't think that's the best analogy, but yeah, yeah I see take that advantage of your youth. That's the biggest thing. Cool. For me. Cool. Okay. So yeah, before I head into my last question, do you want to share with the audience, uh, tell them a little bit more information about where they could find information on Huang Media, how they could contact and connect with you, 
all your kind of social media plugs? Um, you can follow me on Huang Media, so H-U-A-N-G, and the media or just my regular account, Raiden Hung, R-E-I-D-E-N, H-U-A-N-G. You can always DM me and just ask me any question. Like, always be glad to answer. And that's about it. Yeah, don't don't be shy. Like, I'm always willing to give my perspective on something. And it may not be the best, but I'll try to help you. So yeah, cool. Yeah, make sure. Just reach out. Reach out. I'm going to put a link to all of Raiden's social medias. Uh, in the description below. So make sure you check those out. All right. So my final question for you is if you could write anything on an online post where you could be sure that everybody in the world would be able to see it, what would you want to write and why? I'd write about being grateful for what you have. I said that earlier, but when I think to be happy, just be to be happy is you have to be grateful, right? Like be grateful for a roof over your head. Be grateful for that you have food on the table, a bed to sleep on, clothes to put on. And I think when you're grateful and appreciative about the stuff around you, you start to become happier. And that's just what I want for people and to do what they want, definitely to pursue what they really want. And that's just how, how you're going to be happy. So picking happiness over a paycheck, perhaps something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't know like specifically what I write, but yeah. something in that area. What would you? What would I? Hmm. Mine kind of changes depending on when you ask me, just kind of like where my mindset is headed. But I think mine right now would to be be authentic, be true who yeah. you are as an individual. I think that can help solve a lot of the issues that maybe people have within their lives. Is that you know dealing yeah. with identity crisis, um, living a living a different life on social media than you do in real life. I think being authentic would be my the, would be the message, the generic message I want to send out to individual individuals and people across the world. But also mm-hmm. being grateful that that's a that's a big one too that I like to preach as well. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of people preach what they don't do, and for a while I was doing that, but I had to take a step back and like be like, okay, if I'm going to say this, then I have to do it. Yes, like I have been now, but I wasn't always doing that. Like I wouldn't do everything I said to do like i would be doing some of the stuff but i have to practice what i preach and i was being hypocritical but i took a step back and i was like okay well i have to practice what i preach now so if you're authentic then you know people will start to follow you and that's how you like build up your following i guess yeah totally agree all right man i had such a great time having an amazing conversation with you so thank you very much for joining me today on the podcast Um, wish the best of luck with university thanks for having me Have a good one. If you have made it all the way to the end of the podcast, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Be sure to follow Huang Media on Instagram. And if you want to connect with Raiden, I'm going to put a link to both of those Instagram pages down in the description below. I want you to screenshot a picture of the podcast, share it on Instagram, or any other social media and tag three friends that you think would find this podcast interesting. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening through. I would greatly appreciate that. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Sue. That's J-O-N-N-Y underscore H-S-U. And to follow the Broaden Your Perspective podcast, 
on streaming platforms such as Apple Music or Spotify for future episodes.